your launch pad is going to be your 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 pain those things that you're afraid to look at those parts of you that feel really like vulnerable and alone and lonely and scared to address your truth you know basically like your biggest fears are what you're here for <laughs> and what you're here to teach others how to overcome so that's really how i see this process of of like taking the pain and into triumph and victim to victor to even transcending that whole pattern it's so beautiful so i don't i see my pain now as like oh my god like thank god i know it sounds crazy but thank god all that stuff happened because now i get to show up and serve like nobody else i know nobody no one i know combines all the modalities that i do in the way that i put them together for people to really expand so you know it's like looking back on everything there's not there's not a resentment filled bone in my body truly and that's a testament to the work you know itself and my commitment to the path welcome home to the lindsay martin ellis experience this is your virtual sanctuary where we keep it light while going deep and ground spirituality into the reality of what it means to be human We explore consciousness, evolution, alternative health, all things truth, taboo, and beyond. There are no boxes or rules here. Tune in each week where myself and raw and real guests will be sharing our lived experience through a multifaceted lens to support you no matter where you're at on your journey. This is a sacred space where spiritual principles and universal wisdom are accessible, simple, and digestible because all are welcome here. It is your birthright to remember the magic and miracle that you are. You ready to be inspired? Let's do this, love. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. It's 9.15 on a Saturday night. (laughs) This is my commitment to you. You know, I think I just really want to presence that I used to have all these rules about kind of when I was like really in the midst of my awakening journey and just deeply healing and honoring the discernment around my schedule and timing and all of those things. I'm kind of in this new space of like when I just feel the energy, I feel the energy. <laughs> when I feel like I want to record something, I do it. When I want to call a friend, I pick up the phone and call a friend. When I want to send an email, whether it's 5 a.m. on a Sunday morning or 2 p.m. on a Wednesday, I just, I do it. And for the most part, I mean, I do have, you know, structure and I've got in my groove, for example, around, I don't do any calls before noon. (laughs) I think actually one because I do lunch around noon. So I'm pretty much only doing things for myself, self-care, practices, working out, and then really doing the things that um, are important for me, for my business that involve only me so that I can stay super present and focused. And and I don't really like let any outside energy in until 1 p.m. If possible, of course, there's always room for flow. And so that's kind of what I wanted to get into is leaving this room for flow for when I'm 
feeling the impulse to deter from the structure. And I know I've talked about this a lot in the podcast, but it's like we create the structure and then we transcend the structure and we're always evolving and we're always growing. And the reality is there's so much change and movement and things happening right now in in my life that I'm kind of just fitting in work when I have the energy, when it feels aligned. And sometimes it's on a Saturday and sometimes it's not. And, um, and I, I, it's preparing me for motherhood. And it's like the things that are required for me to move my business forward. The things that get to get done are getting done. And so it's leaving like, right, there's no room for fluff in terms of like spinning my wheels on things or doing things that really aren't meaningful to me. And so it feels like I'm in this new space of, yeah, just kind of letting the moment bring me to the new moment. So I really wanted to presence that because I am tired, but I'm also like here and present and with you. And that just feels really good. So this episode is Loving Our Darkness Back into Wholeness with Candice Raboyo. And it's funny because as I was just kind of prefacing where I'm at right now with my scheduling and just all the transition, Candice and I talk a lot about the transition that we're currently in. And it's funny, you know, we recorded this maybe a couple of months ago and it's always like whenever the next episode is ready to launch, that's the medicine that I need. And there was so much around just like welcoming the darkness, welcoming the pain, and also this this golden thread around like those tough moments, those trying moments, those are the launch pad. Those, those hold the keys to how we get to help support people, how we get to evolve, how we get to just move through what we're moving through. And it was just this, even though I know it and I have that gnosis of it, it was just another way that somebody else was able to articulate and reflect that back to me of, I can do this. Like I signed up for this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And, um, there was, there's just been so much surrender. I actually signed a lease today for a long-term rental. And if you've been following my journey for a bit, you know that I was very, very attached and very committed to buying a home and wanting my nest. And I, I got to let that go because it just wasn't happening. And it started to feel like it was being forced and it started to not feel good. And, and I really didn't want to settle. And so I found this place. It was very serendipitous. <laughs> My husband and I were driving around. I mean, like the rental market here in Western North Carolina is just as bonkers as the house, the home, home purchasing market. And I found the most amazing place that we were the first people to go see it. It was this amazing woman who's a widow. And usually all the other rentals we were dealing with were like an investor who hired a property manager and the properties just, there was like no love there. There was no love in the properties. It felt dingy. It felt like, it just felt dingy and, and almost like dead. 
And I just was like, I cannot raise my child here. Like I can't, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to buy because I knew that I would be able to make it my own. And I knew that the energy would be so important in the rentals. It just was like soul sucking and it was starting to get really disheartening because our deadline of when we needed to be out of our current place was vastly approaching. And of course <laughs> we find this place and, um, it's funny, I'm going to be moving to Fairview, which is where I actually stayed quite a bit when I first decided that, you know, when Chad and I first decided that we were going to move here and now we're back in Fairview and it's, I it feels so right. So everything with when I sold my house in Florida, it was like a shit show until the most magical buyer came in. Even the rental that I'm in right now in Black Mountain, North Carolina, I came, I was pregnant. It was like, I was exhausted. I was nauseous. It was such a challenging trip to come here and to try to secure our home. And it was like not happening, not happening, not happening until the last possible second. Magically, we ended up in our rental the day that we were leaving town. We called in our rental. And now it's the same situation where, we called in this rental the moment I surrendered. I have the most amazing landlord. I adore her. She's so, so, so sweet. And um, I, it's funny because she calls it the nest. And that's what I've kept saying is like, I want the nest. I want, I just want my nest. I just want my nest. And she called, she calls this home the nest. And she actually lived in this home. She bought it and lived in it while she was building her, building a home. And now her home is built and it's complete and it's nearby. And now she's using this as an investment property, as a rental. And so she lived there for two years. Like she put a lot of love into it and it just has really good energy. And um, there was a couple of synchronicities. So she, she said that when she bought the house, that there was this mother Mary statue that was out on the back porch and she left it there. And so that was like a little wink for me. She's like, I'm leaving you the mother Mary statue. The fact that she calls it the nest, which is like, all I've kept saying is I want my nest. And then for those of you know that joy is, um, one of my guardian angels and there was, a sign like there was a, a Christmas decoration in the basement today because the woman still had to like move a few things out and it was just in big bold letters this I don't know some Christmas decoration that said joy and I feel like there was one other thing oh and then there was a bluebird because joy actually um, she visits me with bluebird symbology and there was a bluebird um, light switch in the master bedroom. And so I'm like, okay, I'm home. I've got my signs and it just feels right. I met a woman the other day who is now going to be a part of my birth team. She lives in Fairview and she just bought land and she's building a house. And so it's like, okay, I see now that I needed to, I needed to be I just needed to be in this area. I need to be in this home. I just, I needed to be in contact with this. And like, it just, the people came into my life that needed to come, the opportunities, the house, everything presented itself. And the reason why I'm telling you this story is because this is kind of what 
like, again, the golden thread that Candace and I talk about, we talk about so many different things. We talk about psychic mediumship, her psychic gifts coming in, you know, somatic body work to support your healing journey, um, her sexual abuse as a child, uh, um, a more recent miscarriage. I mean, what it means to be a light worker. Like we kind of go into all these different topics, but ultimately it's the same thing with around like, can you face your darkness? Can you face your, and now I have an alarm going off. I'm like, do I get it? (laughs) I have an alarm going off on my phone right now. If you can hear it, this is the raw and real Lindsay. Okay. Now it's got, it's probably going to distract me. I'm coming out of the closet. (laughs) You're going to hear me come out of the podcast recording studio for the first time ever in an episode. And I'm just doing it because I don't want to be distracted. All right. You're coming with me. Do you hear it? It's Beyonce. (laughs) Beyonce's song. I was here is one of my anthem jams. All right. The pregnant woman is going back into the recording studio. (laughs) That is her closet. And closing the door. So see, I'm out of breath from that. It's it's real. The lung capacity is real when your baby's also, you know, in there growing and harnessing all of your mama energy. So this is kind of what I wanted to go back to is re-listening to my conversation with Candace that happened two months ago. I was in a very different space. Two months ago, I, w- I had just moved to North Carolina and I was like, I'm destined to find my nest. I'm calling in my home. I'm going to buy it. Like, this is what I'm committed to. This is what it's happening. I'm having my baby at home. And I was like, no ifs, ands, or buts around. I was like, this I'm visioning. And then as it started to unfold, <laughs> it wasn't happening. And I really got to get out of my own way and surrender. And I know that there's a reason why I am meant to rent. Like there's a property, there's a location that I haven't come across yet. Like there's something, there's a reason why, and I don't know what it is yet. It could be a multitude of things that I'm supposed to be in this rental. And you know what? I it feels like a nest. Like it's it's not it's not a home that I would probably purchase to move into permanently just because I have this vision of what this gets to look like. And but it's it's like perfect for now, like for this stepping stone and sometimes I can get really idyllic and just like I know my vision, I can I know my vision for my life, and like I can hold a vision, and then sometimes it's like my personality self, my lower octave self, my ego, whatever we want to call it, kind of gets in the way, and it's like, no, this is my vision, so I'm 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 committed to it now. When there's stepping stones along the way, there's there's pieces to the puzzle that. Um, I can't fathom yet because it hasn't happened. And Candace so beautifully articulates this in the episode of like, there's a reason for it all. And the magic of the unfolding is in the surrendering and the meeting, the pain and the meeting, the darkness and really kind of going to the depths. And again, we do different work, have different modalities, but ultimately 
we're saying the same thing. And it just feels like such a relief to know that I've called in my place. This is now where I get to have my child and I don't even have all of my stuff. So I think that's been really challenging. We've been in this rental for three months and we really only took the necessities and I haven't had any of my things. All of our things are in Florida. For two months, it was okay. But once month three hit, both my husband and I were like, it feels like we're living in a hotel now officially, even though we're in this beautiful rural cottage that we love. It just like it it felt like I need my stuff. I want to nest. I want my things. I want my home. And it's what's also fun is my husband and I are also purging. Like we're doing another purge before we move to our new place with the stuff that we have here. And then we're going to do another one from our stuff in storage. And it just feels like such a purification time. And so the reason why I'm giving you this anecdote is just, uh, you know, cause I like to share what I'm moving through in the middle of it. And, um, Again, everything that I'm moving through, I chose, (laughs) you know, I chose to move. I chose to be a mother. All of this I chose, but it's still really hard. It's been a really, really hard year. And it's like, I wouldn't change it for the world. Like I, I want this. I wanted this. And that's why I think so many people stay the same because what it takes physically, emotionally, Um, energetically to completely uproot your life and to trust fall into the great unfolding is big. And then of course, what comes up along the way and Candace and I talk about a lot of, you know, ancestral healing and like just meeting those parts of ourselves. Like so many, there's been so many times where I've met so many parts, so (laughs) words, words are funny when you're pregnant. (laughs) I've met so many parts of myself (laughs) I'm like, is that making sense? So many aspects of myself. Let's put it that way. I've met so many aspects of myself. There's, I've been grieving like parts of me that parts of my identity and like really shape shifting in a lot of ways, which is why I wanted to start off by saying it's nine o'clock at night and I'm recording this podcast because I'm just in such a fluid space right now. And sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need that in order to see what emerges, right? To like let go of the way that we used to do things in order to create something new. And so it's very scary at times, even though this is what I teach and this is what I practice and this is what I truly believe in, like really being honest about how scary it is and how many times I get to check myself in a day. (laughs) Like I'm doing this. Okay. I'm doing this. Okay. I'm having my baby at home. Okay. Like we're, we're, we're staying up here. We're completely starting over just completely new life. You know, just really being like, is this what I want? You know, constantly asking, is this what I want? Am I making this decision out of faith or am I making this decision out of fear? So I do, I think that you're going to enjoy this conversation and I really hope that my story with my 9 p.m. pregnancy brain (laughs) makes sense and it resonates and it lands because I kind of, whether you're going through something right now or you have, or we all know that there's something to come, right? I love that Candace says this, like it's your launch pad into what you actually desire, 
what you actually came here for um, as part of your soul path. And I, I truly do believe that. And so mark my words when this episode, episode 66, I love that I have this virtual journal for me to go back to, to be like, oh my, you know, when I'm sitting in my home, whenever the, whenever it is, when I'm sitting in my new home and I have everything that I've ever wanted. And it's like our, it just seems like a place that we're going to settle in for a really long time with our family. I'm going to go back and be like, duh, it needed to happen this way in order for me to meet, have met that person and to be in this, you know, resonance to have called in this location or whatever. So let that hopefully be an example for you in terms of getting out of your own way. And sometimes I'm clawing on to the old identity and to the old vision (laughs) with dear life. Like I am hanging on for dear life and I get to just remind myself, oh yeah, it's painful because you're resisting. Like, can you pivot? Can you get out of your own way? Can you trust the process? Can you, you know, still have this beautiful vision for your life, knowing that you're going to rent instead of purchase and things may not be exactly as you thought they would be in your timeline, but there's a greater picture for it all. And that just feels so good. Like, okay, there's, there's, this is a stepping stone and I can't wait to see what the stepping stone leads to. So enjoy this episode with Candice, check out the show notes for all the ways to connect with her on her website and on on Instagram is where you can kind of find out more about her and what she does. Send her a love note, send me a love note. And um, yeah, I'm just super, super grateful for you all. And it's going to be a wild ride for me over the next few weeks. I move, (laughs) I move. Which we anyway, I won't even get into it all because it's hilarious. But we're basically moving to our new place. Um, I bought a I bought a mattress. I bought a EcoTerra non-tox mattress for guests. By the way, giving you the best of the best for whoever comes to visit. So we needed a new guest guest room mattress because our our king size Mac Daddy mattress is in storage in Florida. So we we bought a mattress. It just arrived today actually. So we have all the essentials. We have like essentially no furniture. I'm gonna be sleeping on a mattress on the floor for a couple days until we head down south for Thanksgiving for the Thanksgiving holiday and my baby shower from that my family is throwing me and all and my friends are throwing me in Sarasota, Florida. Then we're getting all of our stuff out of storage and we're moving everything up, coming back at the beginning of December, moving it all, getting it all into the new place. And then I'm pretty much like officially nesting because I'm going to be well into my third trimester then. I'm going to be in nesting mode, just like unpacking, getting all the baby stuff ready, (laughs) getting my house like in this place energetically that feels feels so good with all of my things. So it feels like the next month of my life is going to be pretty bonkers, but I'm just like, I can do this. I'm here for it. And I'm just really excited to, again, like I'm kind of excited to unpack and to get the baby room ready. I don't know. It just feels really fun to decorate again and to, there are some things that we do get to buy. We didn't take all of our furniture with us from Florida, 
Um, so yeah, just decorating, having new things, new energy, like getting rid of things, just again, like being in that state of reciprocity around, um, what gets to go and what gets to come in feels really important. And yeah, like I'm even tired thinking about the trip to Florida, and like coming back up and all of that. But I just, I really trust it. And you know what else is funny is when I say we, my husband's doing a lot of this. Normally I'm like right there down and dirty, like getting getting into it moving all the stuff like I have no problem lifting heavy things and being a part of it but I told my husband today I'm like is it okay if I don't help with the storage unit because he's going to get all his buddies (laughs) to help him back in Florida and then we're going to hire people up here to help us once we get up here but I'm like is it okay if I'm not there and he's like of course and I'm just like I feel like that would be the ultimate surrender for me because there's a part of me that actually feels guilty, which is kind of weird to me. Like I feel guilty not helping my husband move the storage unit. And I guess because it's like, I know how much is going on in his life too. And there's a part of me that like feels bad that I wouldn't contribute, for example, to help. And then there's also the part of me that likes to control. And I'm like, okay, do I, am I really feeling guilty or am I just trying to control by wanting to like help and know where everything is and help organize the U-Haul and feel like I need to be a part of it and feel like I need to drive the ship. And so it's definitely a little bit of both. Um, And so my husband was like, you sure you can do this? Like, you sure? (laughs) You sure you can totally not be there? He's like almost... Like, he's almost as shocked as I am (laughs) around (laughs) this proposal. And... I am really going to hold myself to that. Like, can I just receive from my husband and the support of his friends who are going to help us and know that everything's going to get packed and everything's going to make it safely to North Carolina? And I'm realizing now how much I really struggle. By the way, I feel like I'm being so raw and real with you guys on the podcast. I feel like, so I'm starting to get like... I guess they call it indigestion, but I feel like I burp all the time now because the baby is just like pushing on everything. So if you hear me taking pauses, it's because I'm trying to keep it together over here and not burp in your ear. So that's a story for another day. But um, yeah, like it's really interesting how the roles are shifting and how much of my femininity I'm like being asked to step into and receive and pull back and surrender and be held and let Chad take care of me and let him support me and let him do the manly things and um and and just realizing how much like I never would have allowed that to happen like nope I'm just it would just be like no I'll be there I'll help because it was more of um I've just always liked doing that kind of stuff like I've just always enjoyed like being one of the guys and playing sports and like moving the things and doing the yard work. I've just always been that way. But then there's this part of me that's like, am I trying to prove myself here? Am I trying to control the situation? Am I blocking myself from like fully just surrendering and receiving the support that I know that I deserve? And um, I think it's a culmination of all of that. So you all can hold me to that. 
that I am going to just let that beautiful U-Haul truck get packed and I don't even need to be there and I get to trust that it's all going to unfold perfectly. See, another another indigestion burp just came up. You can thank my sweet little baby boy for that one. Oh my gosh. Sometimes, okay, so I'm 25 minutes in and I'm like, should I delete this shit (laughs) and start it over? But no, I'm not going to do it because I also want you all to know that um, like commitment, devotion, consistency, like you think I'm on 24 seven? Hell no. Like I am definitely doing my best over here to like honor the parts of me that feel important. And like I've said time and time again, the podcast does feel important and I want to stay connected, committed and consistent with it. And there's going to be times that at nine o'clock on a Saturday night, I'm like doing my best to share something with you. And I don't even know if it's actually working, if it actually makes sense. But I I really hope that you can feel my messaging around the surrender and around honoring the path and doing the work. And I just want to thank you, Candice, as you're re-listening to this for just reminding me um, and sharing it in a different way through a different lens, like where some of my blind spots have been over the last few months as I've been in this transition. And really just, um, yeah, loving the parts of myself that are resisting the change. And also just really, um, yeah, also honoring the parts that are wanting to emerge even more and just really allowing, just the allowing of like, okay, I am like the flawed, you know, hum, human woman who resists and who like wants to take control and who thinks she's no, she knows better. And I'm also this like divine whole being who trusts and really, really does trust and knows that I'm held and knows that I'm supported and knows that this is all here as a massive initiation on my evolutionary path and like being able to hold all of that as me, Lindsay Martin Ellis. um, It just feels so liberating that like I can just be my goofy self and my flawed self and also know that there's wisdom here and um, we all have that, right? And just sharing the little nuggets that hopefully will continue to support you. So thanks for listening. Again, there's a part of me that's judging the shit out of myself. Like, did I fucking make any sense? I don't know. But we're going to roll with it and we are going to trust (laughs) that it landed. And I know that you're definitely going to get so much value from listening to Candice. I can't wait for you to tune in. Thanks for listening to this intro. Love you. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to the show. I have Candice Rabolo here. How did I do? You did amazing. You did very, very good. I give it a B plus. I'll take a B plus. I'll take a B plus. And you are an intuitive coach, a clairvoyant psychic, and a master breathwork detox facilitator. And I would love to welcome you to the show. 
you like to say hello for a moment? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to share, you know, what it is that I do and just connect with you and your powerhouse of, of like beauty and the community you're creating and just super grateful, you know, very grounded with that, that little kind of exercise you had us go through in the beginning here, grounded and feeling grateful. Mm. Yeah. So what Candace is speaking to is, you know, and if, if you're in my world, you know, I ground in every conversation <laughs> with coming back to presence because we live in a world that is constantly pulling us for, from presence for very divinely orchestrated reasons. But, you know, you sent me a beautifully long bio. Oh my gosh. And just all of the topics that we can cover. And I feel a resonance with you in the sense that it's like the way that I look at it, and I'd be curious to know, <laughs> like I am my brand and I have all of these tools and all of these pieces of me that are just innately a part of me. And it's very expansive. And when I saw the topics that we could cover, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's endless. It's such a beautiful, such a beautiful thing. And that also kind of coincides with your work as well. So we'll definitely get into that more, but I would love from your mouth for you to share exactly who you are and how you serve and, and allow our audience to kind of get to know you a bit better. Mm, yes, would love to. So again, my name's Candice. I am an intuition coach. One of the things that I do very well is I sort of have these like these parts of myself, right? I have this part that's for corporate, that's a bit more, you know, easily digestible for the masses where I do these corporate clearings and these business clearings to allow companies, teams, et cetera, get on the same page, clear the old karma of the business and welcome in the new for more abundance, for stronger leadership, and for overall, just like moving the needle, pushing the company ahead in their mission and vision in a way that's very clean and concise. Then there's the side of me that's like, she's the psychic medium. She's out here clearing the dark attachments and entity-based stuff and able to see these things within your lineage, help you tap into your gifts as a psychic medium, train you within those skills and provide so many tools that help you understand how you can emotionally process the things that likely you never had the chance to when you were younger. And in doing so, so much can expand in your life, money, love, manifestation. I mean, you name it. I I help my clients through it. And my passion, my absolute passion is to find light workers who know they're light workers, but like, I don't know where to start. I love to take them in and I love to bring them through any of my certification processes because in, in that process, whether it's psychic mediumship, whether it's psychic somatics, ancestral alignments, I can clear you out and help you process all the old things that you never again got the chance to while teaching you a tool to be able to take out into the world and do sessions for other people, sessions that are mind blowing, you know, that provide breakthrough, that provide deep insight, cathartic release for clients and people. And it's, it's so satisfying on all levels for me because I see them grow. Then I see them take the work out in the world. And I just absolutely love, I love the things that I do. (laughs) Hmm. Beautiful. So my question to you is what is your definition of a light worker? Oh, a light worker is someone who came here on a mission to likely help others clear their darker karma and or step into the highest version of themselves. So I see it as like a mixture of people who help others do their own shadow work and those who really kind of trailblaze 
the path ahead to say, hey, this is where the world frequency is right now. This is where we're going this way. Follow this way. It's like those with the torch, you know, that's that's what I see lightworkers as. I love that. It's like the torch bearers are the light workers, right? Because we hold the light. Exactly. Mm. So would you say that being a light worker is challenging in the sense that because we're bearing the torch and going against the grain and doing things uh, a bit different than much of the collective, would you say that it's generally a challenging journey for most light workers in that sense, oh, being yes. visible, being seen, releasing fear of using using your voice. I know that has been my my much of my journey has been really honoring my authenticity and my integrity of my truth and not needing anybody to even believe it or understand it, but to really just be okay in my in my own shoes. And I actually feel this wave of emotions coming over me because like, I'm still actively in it. And it's now public that I'm, I'm in my second trimester, I'm stepping into motherhood. And I really feel like this child is supporting me in that even more. Yeah. And I just feel like what a gift, even if I can just let myself be a beacon of light for others, just to, if it's like, if all of us could just be in integrity with who we truly are at our core, imagine the world that that would look like. So yeah, I would love your feedback on that in terms of fears, in terms of really what we go through all humans, but really those of us who are kind of paradigm shifters in this way. Yeah. For every single light worker, I don't know, not one who has just come onto this planet knowing exactly what they're here to do and not having ever faced a challenge to get there. <laughs> there is something, some challenge. And if you're like me, numerous challenges to get from where you are to, again, what you're saying, which is like your most authentic self, because the light worker aspect of you is literally just integration. We're, we're pulling all the natural parts of you, the normal parts of you that you've been taught are not normal. We're actually pulling all of those things back into yourself so that you're not this fragmented person with leaky energy, fearful of what people think, fearful of your family system and rejection and all these things that, you know, towards society, about society, how you see the world, how the world sees you, all these things, but really, really Owning yourself authentically from the inside out. That means the dark stuff and the light stuff. Mm -hmm. And I see this process a lot where light workers, I call it the, the like, I, I've heard this coin before. I don't know from where, but I really took it and I ran with it where, where it's, it's working through your light worker persecution imprint. Each one of us as light workers, as star seeds, we're going to carry a little bit of a different flavor of that. For some, it's going to be a closed throat. For others, it's going to be um, a closed heart, right? For some, like I, I do somatic work as part of the work that I do. When I did a walk, like an experiential, you know, body experience around my light worker persecution imprint, it was actually all this stuff about suppressed sexuality and not being able to own my body as a woman, not being able to own my sexuality. And that directly correlated with all the sexual abuse that I experienced in childhood too. So that was a major part of the darkness that I had to like overcome all the shame, all the guilt that that brings, all the feelings of not being good enough, right? That that brings and you carry your entire life until one day you wake up. And, and the thing I see with lightworkers is you think 
like there's this perception that when you wake up, it's going to be great. It does not feel great when you wake up, when you wake up, you almost like turn around and face your past and you're like, oh my God, it's like, you're looking at a monster. Like, how am I ever going to become a light worker with this thing here that I have in that process looming over me? And so that's like where I feel I come in because I'm so good at addressing that monster and helping you understand what it is, helping you soften to it, helping it soften and loving it back into wholeness. So we all have pieces of ourselves that need to be brought back into ourselves. And that's an ever ending journey. Like I feel like once you get through some of the darker stuff in your life, then it becomes like a forever learning experience and you become more equipped to handle life's challenges and you become more equipped to handle your evolution because spiritual evolution is no joke. Like we're the real gangsters. That's how I see us. Like those of us- It who is choose- no joke. No, it's not. Those of us who choose this path, we know that it is like the most intense thing you can ever do. Like it, it is so powerful. It is so empowering. And sometimes it's like clawing at the beach to not get washed away by the waves, you know, that's yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we were talking kind of off, off the record before we hit record about, you know, me being pregnant and, and, you know, this deep desire, like this deep longing to have my child at home before I even conceived and, and, my, so much of my journey has been to like, you know, get underneath that intensity. And to me, like ecstasy is the full spectrum of what it means to be human, which is excruciating moments and like the, the blissful moments. And that's kind of what I'm hearing from you. And when much of the collective is numbing and not meeting those parts of ourselves, when we do wake up and we begin to feel again, it's like yes. excruciatingly painful. Yes. And I'm, I just have such a different relationship with pain now, which I also feel is part of one of the reasons why I, I do feel equipped now to embark on this, on this journey and also clear. There's just so much around Right. Same thing. It's so similar. Like this, this journey of having my child at home, there's so many karmic things that I feel I would be clearing, like that I'm clearing right now in terms of sovereignty over my body, in terms of my belief and what my body's capable of in, you know, bringing midwifery that was excommunicated for generations, very, very, very strategically and, and trusting in again, and in my own ability to heal and my own ability to, to create, knowing that intensity is absolutely going to be present and not being afraid of it. Do I have fears? Absolutely. Right. (laughs) But, but also there's just like this deep gnosis of like, oh my gosh, this, the power, the intensity, like the feeling of it all. And I love that, that you're going there. So let's talk about what are some things that people can do, right? Because when you're so used to numbing and escaping and avoiding, and then all of a sudden we wake up and it's like, oh my gosh, I can't go back. Cause that's usually what happens. You're like, I know things I'm never going back to that. And you think, but where do I even start? And then you start to open up and you start to feel, what are some of the tools that you support your clients with? And what are some of your, you know, personal practices that can support people no matter where they're at on their awakening journey and in, in the softening into the intensity and the pain? Yes. Um, so many tools. Before I talk about those tools, I just want to say thank you for your pregnancy journey and how you're choosing it because it is breaking 
so many generational patterns that need to be uplifted, not just for your family, but for everyone. And I know like your followers will be inspired to, to, and everyone's birth journey is different, right? There's no right or wrong or this or that, but like the empowering journey of, of like how we choose to birth and taking that back, I believe is like one of the number one ways we're evolving uh, humanity into a more spiritual, peaceful, beautiful, loving places through how we birth the children. So just, I just want to say thank you for that. Cause it's so inspiring for me. Mm-hmm. I receive that. And I know we're going to be talking about ancestral alignments and family constellations. So wherever you want to go, like if you yes. want to start to take it, you know, maybe just give a quick little nugget on, on where to start, but, but just, yeah, I mean, it, it really, let's go with that first piece. And then the, the second question is related to, this is what starts to happen. Like your life just begins to unfold. And and I don't even know, I can't even explain why. I mean, I know why in a lot of ways, but there's no, like the power of choice here of this is what I need to have for my journey of my labor and delivery process mm-hmm. and experience with the the choice that anyone gets to choose. Like, I don't know what somebody else's journey is. I don't know what they chose. Right. And that choice piece is so, so, so powerful. So yeah, if you want to speak to that second part of like, when we do begin to wake up a bit, life just becomes so much more magical and miraculous. And we're like, I don't know why, but I have this strong impulse to have this experience. And then we have it and we transform and we're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know who that woman was nine (laughs) months ago. So yeah, like let's speak, let's speak to that a little bit. So people can get excited when they're in the intensity. Like there's Mm -hmm. always that breakthrough that happens on the other side. Oh my gosh, the breakthroughs are beautiful. So when you start to wake up and you're like, "Uh uh-oh, like deer in headlights, like what do I do now? That's where you actually hunker down. You sort of dig in your feet into the ground. You get grounded. Like you always just, you know, you talk about so lovely and you start doing the work. A lot of the work has to do with clearing your lineage because there are old trap stories. There are old trap traumas that you're carrying that you are unaware of and you will take ownership of and you will feel guilty about having, you know, within yourself. But honestly, it, a lot of stuff does not even belong to us. It's quite funny. Um, and then it's a matter of like, okay, Now that I've cleared the old stories, I get to welcome in any and all things I want. So when we do ancestral lineage work, that's one of the tools that I do in a process that I created called ancestral alignments. It's basically a modern take on family constellation work. It's a lot faster and it's even more precise. And we don't need as many people to, to house, you know, the experience, the session, even just one person, the client is, is enough. And we get the chance to peer into the family lineage and see what things are blocking you from your money, from love, from feeling like you can be seen, heard and understood from feeling like you can take back your power as a woman, as a mother. Um, and for men too, you know, going on their path, clearing out maybe their old, um, wounds. And a lot of men carry their father's wounds as well, which I see often. And those are a lot of the unspoken things that happen in our family systems for, for long periods of time. And now we get to a place where we're ready to open them and sort of crack them open, like crack and open a shell. And you do it gently and you do it with love. Sometimes I see people approach spiritual work, like got to get it, got to find it, got to dig it out and then hurry up and move on and manifest this. And actually it's like, it can be 
that slow and steady wins the race with this stuff where it just one layer at a time, nice and slow, nice and steady, because lots of stuff will get moved out at once. And so when you allow yourself to one, unpack the family trauma stuff, unpack the family ancestral stuff. And mind you, you don't even know or have to have lived through some of the family trauma or again, know like who it was. It could be from so many generations back that you would have have no idea that that thing is, is still following your lineage now and expressing itself in family members right this second. And through you, you wouldn't know until you do a session. And, you know, for those of us who know, like we have that going on, just know on the other side of going into those stories, there's so much clearing. There's so many shifts. I've seen my clients go from really meek, shy, um, self-conscious, afraid to going out and leading workshops every week pulling in clients, creating content, speaking freely, not caring what people think anymore and knowing that their message is going to be for the right person and hit the right people. So I've seen them shift into their authentic selves. And it's like, oh my God, when that gear shift happens, it becomes so exciting because then we become unstoppable forces. It's like the train is moving and there's nothing you can do to stop that momentum because there's so much assuredness. There's so much power. There's so much healing and understanding and integration behind what you're doing that you become unstoppable. And everything that you want is on the other side of that healing. And sometimes just walking with it. Sometimes it's not even on the other side. Sometimes it's like you're moving with the thing and your success is as you're moving through something in the here and now, it's not always linear, you know, with this healing stuff. So, you know, this is also to tell people, like, don't feel like you need to be fully healed. That that's strange and and a bit weird. We're never really fully healed. One, And two, you can manifest anything with the right decision-making, with the right heart and the right why behind what you're doing. You're you're good. You're golden. And I feel like the work that I do helps people refine their why and uh, strengthen their intuition on their own path. It's it's a deep self-trust. And that self-trust is so satisfying. That's that's what lights me up. That's the exciting part of this. When you get to a space where no one can mess with you, (laughs) you know what you're doing, you know what you're here for, and you're unshakable. Mm. Yeah, I call that, you know, acknowledging that we are a work in progress and a masterpiece all at the same time, because, you know, on this healing journey, we that is there is that that fine line between. (laughs) Right. Like, it's just interesting how we start to try to control or want to understand or be like, I'm not, you know, the old stories and the old programs that come through of I'm not ready. and. And once I do this, then, right. It's like, if I, if I get to this point, then I will be ready. And, you know, that's, that's a really slippery slope. And so much of my journey has been exactly that, like in the mid, in the midst of some of the most debilitating moments of my life, like I had a major health crisis and I began sharing my journey and I ended up leaving corporate in the middle of it. And I still was in massive healing, but I was healing and there was noticeable transformation, but it was mostly how connected I was to my vision and like that knowing of this is what I know, this is where I'm headed. And I am absolutely devoted and committed to that. And I feel like that's why the podcast has shifted gears quite a bit because 
there's a relatability to that because no matter where we're at as a mentor, as a spiritual teacher, leader, whatever we want to call ourselves, we all still are moving through stuff. That's evolution. And I I really think that I kind of want to ask you about this as well, since we're both in the online business world. I really feel like leaders, especially in the spiritual world, does humanity a disservice in that way by pretending that they've got it all together, all figured out, and that they're done. (laughs) And we know Mm -hmm. that that's absolutely not true. So if you could speak to that, I, I do think, you know, it's really important for me for because I think people stop themselves from starting because it feels so unattainable. Mm-hmm. And the more that people can feel like, wow, I can relate to this person or like, wow, okay, that person's in the middle of this and look what they're creating and look what they're moving through and look how they're sharing and expressing. So yeah, let's talk about that. That feels important. I think the perfect thing to say is that every single time I created something in my business, it's because something really crappy happened just before. (laughs) Always. Almost all the time. Almost all the time. When you see me launch or create something new, just know I just moved something like I moved through something (laughs) terrible. Okay. Um, I always like to say like the the devil, quote unquote devil, the devil stands at the doorway of all the great things you're about to launch at all the great things you're about to do. And it's going to say like, oh yeah, you want this thing? You mm-hmm. think you're worthy of that thing? I'm going to push every button. I'm going to trigger everything mm-hmm. that you have. And I'm going to see if you really want it. You really want it. And then it, like, it will dangle that thing in front of you. And you have to build this tenacity. The the spiritual leaders that you see, though they might not share it often, all of them have been through dark stuff. And, and I think the difference between those who become really relatable and not are the ones who are able to really share authentically. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to launch something called the safe circle. I don't have links for it yet because I'm literally like piecing together my quiz results, you know, videos and like it, it's the funnel is like basically compute and I'm piecing together the things to like really bring it together um, to market this. But the safe circle is basically going to be a place and space for people to come and explore their toxic relationships and heal through them, heal the parts of themselves that allowed themselves to get into these situations without shame, in, in a guilt-free environment, in an, an environment where we can just own our crap with love and with kindness for ourselves. And that safe circle was born out of a really toxic relationship that I got myself out of. Um, And funny enough, when I got myself out of the relationship, I found out I was pregnant just a few days later. And in finding out I was pregnant, it shifted so many things. And that person I was in a relationship with became meaner, crueler, even more disgusting towards me. But I saw how in time through healing, I I saw how all of that was related to my childhood and how it was just a repetition pattern, repetitious Mm -hmm. pattern. I was playing out a relationship that was with a parent with this person. And that's how I allowed that process to kind of take hold of me, if you will. Um, I miscarried that baby, that pregnancy, and I did everything alone. I did Mm -hmm. everything alone. I had not one day of knowing that I was pregnant with a partner, with anyone like physically there supporting me. I had some coaches that were just like incredible at the time, but ultimately I had no support from a partner. I went through that whole process by myself and I saw in the decision, I knew I was definitely going to keep the baby, um, 
you know, had I been allowed to carry the baby full term, like I, I would be a mother right now, physically, I'm, I kind of like became a mother etherically and emotionally and that shifted my business fully, which mm-hmm. is also part of, part of how so much got birthed through that. Um, but it's like, I, I was able to birth so many amazing programs because I saw what a cruel world it is for single mothers. Because as I was getting ready, like preparing, you know, those few like weeks, that first month I was pregnant for like, okay, I'm doing this by myself. Like, this is what, what happens. I'm fully ready to take responsibility for all this. I realized how hard it is for single mothers, how they struggle, the emotional load that gets like dumped onto them, everything that they have to move through and raise a child. Um, so like I said, I ended up, I ended up miscarrying, which was a whole nother pain cycle too. Mm -hmm. But through all of that, I didn't physically have the baby, but I, I became a mother. Mm -hmm. I womaned up. I became so powerful. And it was like one of those situations I needed to help me wake up to how I treated my body, to my self-worth, to my standards, to my boundaries. And I had to forgive myself forgive that person in time. Like that came, that was never my goal. Like it just came in time through my own healing work. And after I miscarried, I have made multiple five figures in my business ever since then. Mm -hmm. And it was that event that like kind of dominoed into everything else that allowed me to birth all my programs that allowed me to like build this whole beautiful membership where we all get to come and, and heal and, and, and freely work on the parts of ourselves that are most in pain. So that is the, one of the biggest, like, you know, rocket launch, your launch pad is going to be your, your, your pain. Those things that you're afraid to look at those parts of you that feel really like vulnerable and alone and lonely and scared to address your truth. You know, basically like your biggest fears are what you're here for (laughs) and what you're here to teach others how to overcome. So that's really how I see this process of, of like taking the pain and into triumph and victim to victor to even transcending that whole pattern. It's so beautiful. So I don't, I see my pain now as like, Oh my God, like, thank God. I know it sounds crazy, but thank God all that stuff happened because Mm -hmm. now I get to show up and serve like nobody else. I know nobody, no one I know combines all the modalities that I do in the way that I put them together for people to really expand. So, you know, it's like looking back on everything. There's not, there's not a, resentment filled bone in my body truly. And that's a testament to the work, you know, itself and my commitment to the path. Oh my goodness. I just want to thank you for vulnerably and in sharing that. I know that, you know, even though there may not be a resentful bone in your body, I'm sure it still brings you back to the emotions of that experience. And totally. I'm really grateful that that you shared that. And I've actually been really fascinated. And this is what's so fun is I never felt prepared for motherhood. And, but I always knew that I was meant to become a mother and I had been like reading all the spirit babies books and just truly having conversations with women who had miscarried or who had struggled with fertility and just everything in between single mothers. Um, my sister is actually a single mother and just like looking at and studying and getting curious and truly seeing the gift in these experiences and what these souls are supporting us through. And I can just, from what you shared, I just felt like, oh my gosh, right? You just repatterned that relationship with that parent, right? Through that relationship, right? You forgave yourself. You forgave that person. You 
you are a mother, right? Like you absolutely are a mother. And that soul, I would imagine is absolutely still with you. And I imagine you communicate with that soul often. Regularly. (laughs) And it, it truly just you sharing that experience can help people see what, like, right. Just that the groundedness, the security, like the safety, just the power, the sovereignty, like everybody can feel that from you as you're sharing what that did for your life. Was it excruciatingly painful? Absolutely. Right. Like you were even, even, even being in integrity with like fully transparent, I didn't intend to forgive that person. Right. Because when we're in it, it's hurtful. Like we don't, (laughs) but ultimately that is why we're here to just be like, you don't have any power over me anymore. And this was the experience and this is how I grew. And this is what I learned. And you don't even have to be in relationship with that person or see them ever again or communicate. Like everything is done with self. So truly thank you. Thank you for sharing that because I think the more that we can view life through that multi-dimensional lens, when we are moving through that, even when it's painful, no matter what I'm going through, I can feel like I know there's something so much bigger at play here. Yes. And for my journey, I actually conceived when I sold my house in Florida. I now live in North Carolina. I was in the middle of moving and there's a lot of instability happening in my life. Both my husband and I are entrepreneurs. We're completely starting fresh. I'm shifting roles and how I show up in my business. And I want to have my baby at home and it feels important to have a permanent home and I'm renting right now. So I see why this child, right? Like in my mind, it's like, couldn't this have happened next year (laughs) when I have my house and my husband's got his local business and I'm, you know, reestablished and I'm grounded. And it's like, well, where's the growth in that? Like this soul knows exactly what he signed up for. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for this experience. I was just telling my husband today, I'm like, can you imagine when we get through this, like when we create a human, change our lives, leave the home state that we grew up in, completely start fresh, follow exactly where we believe our soul is meant to be, have this child, like everything is new. And for our nervous systems, I mean, every day we're constantly (laughs) rechecking ourselves, grounding, right? Like, allowing ourselves to be in our process, having those moments of rupture. And I wouldn't change it for the world. And, you know, even my mom today was like, you have never complained once about this whole experience. And just to have reflected back to me with the people in my life that that stability that I'm creating from within, no matter what is happening Mm -hmm. around me, it really yes. helps me celebrate, ah, this is the work. Like, yes. this is the work. This is why I chose this path. This is what this soul is helping me do. And I just, I I want to like, and, and I'm like, I want more, you know, mothers or those who have miscarried or dealing with infertility or everything in between. I have a a beautiful friend who had a stillborn and like, she absolutely I mean, I I met her on the other side of that, but she's sharing that story and how she's evolved spiritually and in her service work and what and who she's calling in is so powerful. And 
I just want more people to, to be able to, to, to communicate that and share that with the world Mm -hmm. and what it's done for their lives on the other side. So I really just ultimately wanted to share my deep gratitude. And I don't know any mother or anyone that's experienced any sort of loss or anything in between who hasn't been through it and back on their journey. And Mm -hmm. I think so many of us, so much of humanity feels isolated and alone. And even though our stories are completely different, I actually was like softened a little bit and like, you know, like because you shared your truth, it gave me permission and it put me at ease a little bit with, Mm -hmm. you know, what I'm experiencing, even though this is such a beautiful time in my life. So I wanted to thank you for that. Oh, you're so welcome. That's, that's what we are. We're space holders. That's how I see it. You know, a great leader is someone who can also look at you and say, I get it. And not only do I get it, here's how I get it. And here's how I can relate this story to a story I have. And then how that story relates to where you're headed to and what's on the other side of these things. Because when we own our stuff authentically and, and from the most, you know, sometimes the most vulnerable, like soft parts of ourselves, we give people permission to do the same. And then that's how I feel like we all fall in love with each other. Like we really fall in love with each other through vulnerability. It's not like I make multiple five figures in my business and that's what makes me worth your time. It's, Mm -hmm. it's my authenticity. It's my ability to hold space. It's my ability to storytell from personal experiences and and help you shine a light on those, on those places that are starting to emerge because once they emerge and you know, you're held your, that's when I see people in a good way, become addicted to the work. It's like something clicks and they're like, Ooh, like this is good. This is really good. Like it hurt for a little bit and I released something so powerful, but Oh my gosh, was that incredible? And then, then they just can't get enough. That's my favorite. When you just start working with people who are like, I want to learn this. I want to clear this stuff out. I want to start to like tap into the psychic wisdom of my body. I want to learn who my guides are. I want to tap into my ancestry and clear those old patterns. Then you get people who are so turned on to the work because you hold space for where you are authentically. And then it's just showcased to you and them. And then that's the most beautiful, beautiful part is for us to share. I think we're all, I see ourselves, I see myself and the people I work with. And even those I come on podcasts with like, we're librarians. We're here to like check out certain books for a period of time, like read and tell the story and it might be Mm -hmm. our own and then like put it back and, and just like continually teach each other. And I believe that's what genetic code is too. our DNA. It's like stories, it's encoded Mm -hmm. story. And when you learn to unlock the encoded story, then you can create something new. Then you're building new protein. Now we're building new stories. Now we're building better stories, epic stories. The epic journey of the hero archetype gets to come through, you know, and you tap into these themes that all of humanity is supposed to experience in all our different colors and flavors. Mm. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense, like being turned on by the work, right? Because so many of us are numb to feeling that we're like, oh my gosh, this is the experience of life. And I think that's when we start to be in relationship with the shadow, the crunchy, salty parts that, you know, we maybe have avoided because we start to feel life on this full spectrum level. So I would actually love to ask, this has come up a few times, right? So throughout this conversation, right, we've talked about shadow work we've talked about darkness like you mentioned like 
the monster rearing its ugly head, but you did mention loving those parts back into wholeness. And what I also see is, you know, and I love that you so much of your work is, is related to somatics too, because I, I believe that if it's not happening in the body, it's just not happening at all. Ooh, I love and that. so, you know, related to that, related to that piece around the spiritual world, like I'm here to kind of squash the boxes and the rules in terms of how we um, like demonize the ego, for example, or we try to make mm-hmm. something go away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we hear the words shadow and light or darkness and light or good or bad or whatever. And it kind of gets us back in those patterns of like, right, wrong, black, white, good, Mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. I want this thing to go away. I don't want this part of me to exist anymore. But what I'm hearing from you, which is very resonant with my work is like, no, we're going to love that back into wholeness. This is a part of you. (laughs) There's a reason for it all. So can you speak to that as well? 100%. I tell this to people all the time. I've even talked about it on my podcast. I've learned just as much from the darkness as I have from the light, right? Even if I'm talking on a celestial level, okay? Because as a psychic medium, I see and I clear a lot of stuff and I'm able to perceive light and dark beings, right? I have, again, equally learned so much about myself through tapping into angelic wisdom, through tapping into people's spirit guides, through tapping into beings of love and light, as well as the beings that are existing in our lower selves, the beings that we attract when we're feeling hyper anxious, even jealous, maybe even hateful, rageful towards somebody for reasons we're not even really clear about. I've learned so much from them too. So when you start to realize the whole grand scheme of life is this whole duality and it's all here to serve you. It's not some, it's not like pick a side. Mm-hmm. It's, it's know what you serve. And you're going to face whatever comes your way. And if you do it with love and authenticity, you're going to build a resilience. And that's what makes you untouchable, I feel, to the things that don't align with us in terms of the darkness. Mm-hmm. How to actually mitigate that is by not being afraid of it. Yeah. And knowing that it needs love too. It's basically a dark part because it's been rejected. It's been pushed down. It's been told, I hate you. I don't love you. You're not worth anything. It's been summoned to do dark stuff. So what do you do? Sometimes it's not only about just taking something and clearing it. Sometimes it's sometimes things can switch to the light if you give them the chance and you show them the way and things can serve you in ways you'd never dream. I've seen this all the time, especially like on an ancestral level um, where someone has a stuck loved one on the other side for a traumatic reason that, you know, they passed away. Oftentimes when, when a loved one passes in a very traumatic way, they get stuck on the other side, so to speak, meaning they kind of like don't ascend into a more loving, open space within their consciousness with, within their interdimensional travel, let's say. And when you go back and you love them and you show them what their death process was like and sort of hold their hand. Some people, some souls on the other side need their held hand through their life review because they don't necessarily like how they live their life. So it can become an avoidant thing. Mm -hmm. But when you hold their hand through it and you help them see it's okay and they're still worthy of love, that loved one transitions like that into the light. Now you have like another spirit guide in the light waiting to serve you, waiting to bring you great opportunities, waiting to help your wishes come true, waiting to help you make the right connections to where you want to go in life. You just, you just upped your, 
your spiritual team, you know, just from that sort of healing alone, the same thing can happen with some of these darker energies that I clear, not always, but sometimes, and sometimes they do just need to be transmuted. We need to understand. Um, but even with darker stuff that I clear, there's always a negative belief system. There's always some sort of negative attachment in, in a way that your consciousness allows it to be there. So even then the darkness is going to show us the dark attachments will show us your negative belief systems mm-hmm. that allow that thing to be there in the first place. Then when you shift that so much shifts alongside you again, when you clear something out, you're also welcoming something in. So when you are like kind of in that, when you're not just in clearing mode, but you're in clearing and activation mode, you're clearing and calling something in. That's the magic. That's the beauty. So the darkness serves y'all. I always tell people the gold, my clients, the gold is in your crap. (laughs) Look at those (laughs) things you're really afraid to touch and, and poke at and like, look at, and the things that hurt you the most, your biggest fears, that's your gold. That's what you're here to work on. That's what you're here to do. That's what you're almost always here to turn around and teach other people too. Mm. I had like an online virtual retreat a couple of years ago and Marin Bach Antonsen, who's a beautiful soul, she shared these graphics where it was this gold little child and they're right. So this gold little child in her bedroom and there was this dark entity monster looking thing, you know, like cowering over her bed. And it was this sequence of photos that by the end of it, it was then the the golden child who became the mother that was enveloping this this dark monster as a baby it. as a child. I I'm gonna share it with you because I I the the artist I finally found who the artist was and I share it often because it's it's I share it in with my clients as well. It's such a beautiful representation. And then at the end, it was simply just a it was just a a speck of light. So like, right. It was that first image. And then there was, then there was the softening into the, the transposition of the child turning into the mother that was then holding the darkness as the baby. And then it was just the, it was the integration of wholeness is how I perceive that. And that's what I'm hearing from you, which is so beautiful. So I do want to ask you one last question before we can let our audience know how all the ways that they can get in touch with you and and what you've got going on. But I think this is important to ask. So when did you start to feel, did you always feel connected with spirit? Like, did you come into this world feeling connected with spirit? And and did you have an environment where you felt like that could be fostered and it never left you? Or do you feel like you lost that and it began to come online again? Because I think for me, I lost it and it began to come online very rapidly in my awakening journey in terms of my connection with source. And I never actually thought that it would be possible. I was like, oh yeah, like I would be like, so me five years ago, I'd be like, Candace is cool. Maybe in my next life, I'd have some <laughs> abilities, right? Like I was like, maybe in my next life, that would be my story, but I'm just going to be over here in this box. And, you know, my whole world got blasted wide open and and I do want to show people what's possible in that way. So yeah, if you could speak to that for your own journey briefly and um and maybe what you've experienced with your clients and others and and to not compare their journeys and to be surprised at the soul gifts that come online when you begin to heal and, and open yourself up. Yes. So as you begin to heal and open yourself up, um 
the the tools, the practices that are going to help you do that, they vary person to person. And um, for me, it was numerous things that helped bring my gifts sort of back online fully, but I did always sort of have them, but they were shut down. They were shut off by all the abuse that I went through in my own childhood, you know, all in numerous forms of it, sexual, mental, physical, um, emotional, all kinds of things, you name it. Um, so that really shut down the gift and made me feel like alone, afraid. So I had to find the gift again. And I did that through a channeling course that I did. And I ended up becoming quite advanced fairly quickly. You know, it's like I got, I was getting certified with people who'd been doing this for like 10 years and I was like six months in the journey and my instructors invited me to get certified. I'm like, okay, this must mean something, you know, so I'm going to follow this. And I did. And it only led me, you know, synchronistically into more and more of the tools that I needed to integrate, learn how to use for myself and then be able to help others use. So that's, that's really like that process. It was, it was going through the darkness, right. And, and recovering reintegration as we're talking about so much this episode. And then through that, being able to then find what it is that I, that I needed to help me really launch, which again, for me, almost all of it was self-worth because so much of what I experienced in childhood told me right? That I wasn't good enough, that I should be ashamed of myself, that I should be ashamed of my body, all sorts of things. So on doing that programming just plops you back into exactly who you are. And then all the spiritual gifts started to flood back in, you know, and then I was reinitiated into my mediumship by my grandmother, who's on the other side. And that was a whole beautiful thing. And I love walking people and, and especially women through this process of learning to reconnect with their intuition again. You know, my psychic mediumship certification, I walk you through inner child work first, because for the very reason of we have to check in with that part of yourself and see if that part is okay with the journey we're about to head on and embark on and you becoming a psychic medium. And once that part is integrated, then we're like, then things are in motion. Then we're connecting with higher self, your gatekeepers, your spirit guides, your ancestors. And, and it's so true that I always, always tell people, don't compare your experiences to the next person. We're here to share what happens in the space that I create. But just because you don't see all the lights and see all the colors, maybe you just might get a strong sense of feeling in your body as opposed to hearing things. Maybe you only see things. Maybe you smell. Maybe you can smell certain colognes of your ancestors or perfumes. You know, we all have different gifts. So I always tell psychic mediums that I'm training, get out of your way, non-judgment. You need to be okay for every subtle inkling, intuition, pain that you get, because that's what it is. It's about taking the subtle things that we receive and understanding, oh, wait, that's not so subtle. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that thing that I was like ignoring that I didn't think like was a big deal. That's the like thing. And it might be, it might come as like a little whisper and you're going to think you're making it up. And, and there's no, in the beginning, there's no distinguishing factor between like imagination and intuition and like how your guides utilize that. I tell people it's the same highway. Imagination and intuition, it's like the same. You got to exercise it. Yeah. So I'm telling a lot of the people I'm working with initially, make it up. They're like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, like make it up. 
make it up. What do you think they would say? What do you feel they would say? And then that's how you start to get like that intuition machinery, as I like to call it, on board. And then things start flowing because you can just really start utilizing these energetic nadis, these pathways in our bodies that can receive energy and bring us intuitive pulses. And once you clear that naughty system out and you learn to utilize it, it's like your best friend. You'll get intuitive pings like, oh, wait, no. It, like once you start just developing your intuition, you'll start seeing and noticing the spaces you belong in and don't, the people you belong around and don't, you know, the environments you belong in and don't. And it's just going to be natural. Your body's going to be so in tune with you that we just flow. We've been so conditioned out of our natural beingness. We've been put into boxes, as you have said too, put into boxes, put into spaces that we, it it completely pulls us out of who we really are. So my journey has been one from dark to light, back to dark, back to light again, and a few times over. And I feel like I'm in a space where I'm, I'm, I've developed so much foundation and similar to you, things are pivoting again. And so I think the message that I want to leave people with too, is like, don't be afraid when life seems to be falling apart or not going in the ways that you think it should. It's preparing you for everything you wanted in ways that I can't fully explain to you. Just, just, you know, doing the work is going to help you build that trust muscle. And you'll see that life is really working in your favor. We just got to get out of the way and do the work and then let the events unfold because it's going to be beautiful. Mm, So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that piece, right? So hopefully people can feel into a lot of times it is subtle and that's why it does take a deep sense of presence and connectedness and patience and grace through the journey. And I always say, um, I'm not falling apart. I'm falling into place when I have this because we can't see the forest through the trees when we're in the middle of it. And every single time, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, that needed to happen in order for me to be here every single time. So totally, what a beautiful way to close the conversation. So if you can just let our community know the best ways to get in touch with you and any juicy offerings you have. And of course, we'll add everything to the show notes. Yes. I will leave your uh, audience with a link called my third eye activation process. It's, it's going to be a gift for your audience where they get to book a complimentary consultation. And I provide deep psychic insights for you. We tap into your field. We read what's going on. We read into your blocks and why they're there. And then we map out like how to clear them. So you'll come away with a very like precise outlaying sort of like map to help you navigate where things are in your life right now and how to get where you want to go while developing your intuition and, and anything else that you really have on, on, um, on the burners for yourself really in general. So I'll share that with your audience and the ways that you can find me as well. It's on my website, candicerebollo.com. That's C-A-N-D-I-C-E-R-E-B-O-L-L-O.com. You can also find me at Candice Reboyo on Instagram. Um, that's going to start to become more of my like corporate, you know, clearing business like Instagram. And then you can find me on Mediumship Muse, which is going to be all things like fully, fully like wild, beautiful psychic medium that I, that I am the sensual sexual part of me, the parts that talks about 
you know, the dark entities, the things that I clear, the dark and the light that I encounter in my work, the funny, the humorous sides of me, find that at Mediumship Muse. And you can also tune into my my podcast episodes there too. And there's just, there's, there's numerous courses that I offer. So explore my website, DM me if you have any questions as well. I have psychic mediumship courses. I have psychic somatics courses and ancestral alignments, which is probably like the pinnacle of my work right now. But yeah, find me on my website, find me on Instagram. Let's connect. I want to chat with you all and, and help you all through any perhaps darker phases of your life so that you can see how that's really just setting you up for all the things that you really want. So thank you so much, Lindsay, for having me. It's been so much fun. Mm, Thank you for sharing and thank you for being courageous and sharing your light with the world. And this is definitely not, it's our first and definitely not our last conversation connection and collaboration. So I really do appreciate you coming on and sharing your heart and we'll catch you next week for another episode of the show and much love everyone. Thank you. Bye everyone. Thank you for your presence and tuning in today. I believe in the power of reciprocity. So if you found value from this episode, I invite you to share the love. There are endless ways to do so, including leaving a rating and written review on Apple, forwarding the episode link to a loved one, reaching out to me on social media to say hi at Lindsay Martin Ellis, or sending me a love note via email at lindsay at lindsaymartinellis.com. I so appreciate you and your support. It's truly what keeps me going. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Lindsay Martin Ellis Experience. Much love.